Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Well, thank God for His Word. How many of you brought your Bibles tonight? All right. Well, let's, let's do like Brother Paul does. You, you know, nobody does it like he does. He does it real good, but uh, we can still do it. So let's say it together. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. Tonight, my mind is alert. My heart is open. And I'm ready to receive the incorruptible, unchangeable, powerful Word of God. Having heard God's Word, I'll never be the same. Never, never. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, praise God. Tonight, I want to just pick up, do a little review of uh, what we shared last week about being fully formed, fully formed. And uh, our text that, uh, that we're taking this from is Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 19. Galatians chapter 4 and verse number 19, where the Apostle Paul says, where, uh, let me get over to chapter 4 and get out of chapter 3. Here we go. My little children, of whom I travail in birth again, until Christ be formed in you. Till Christ be formed in you. And so, what we said was, that God, according to this scripture, uh, not only wants us to come into a relationship with him, but he wants us to develop and mature and, and to be the word fully formed here is the word morphal. And it's the word, uh, you maybe can remember high school biology or whatever, metamorphosis or he wants us to be morphed. I don't watch a lot of these new movies that are out there now, you know, but there's always some figure that's transforming or, you know, metamorphosing into something different. But that's exactly what the Scripture tells us that God wants to do in our life. And as we said, as we looked at this last week, um, Paul was, had prayed for these believers, first that they come to Christ, that they experience uh, the new birth, but then his desire was for, for them and for all of us. God's desire for all of us is to be, is to be morphed, to be transformed. Uh, Romans chapter 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed 
you know, metamorphosed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. Um, you know, God's of late really been, I don't know, you know how different seasons uh, the Holy Spirit will put your focus on some area or you'll begin to think along the lines of some area. But I, what, what I've been thinking about is, you know, this thing is so much bigger than what we see with our natural eyes. You know, this earth that we live on, you know, for however old it is. Uh, you know, I believe, you know, Satan had a kingdom down here at one point in time. And uh, so things have been around for a long, long time. And for us to be fully formed, that's a lot more than just coming to faith in Jesus and saying, hey, thank God I got fire insurance. You know, I know, I know that when I leave here, uh, I'm going to heaven. And, you know, thank God for that. I'm doing, I'm doing a funeral celebration tomorrow. And thank God for the assurance that we have that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. That's, that's amazing. But, you know, for a long time, the church lived with a mindset of, I just, just get me out of here. You know, I'm just, or I'm just hanging on until, until Jesus comes back. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, that's not a fully formed mindset. That's, that's, a, that's a, a childish mindset that says, you know, I am, I'm vulnerable, I'm helpless, uh, I'm, I'm abandoned. And, uh, you know, God wants us to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. And we don't see Jesus trying to retreat from the issues of life, but engaging. He went about. He went about. He didn't, he didn't climb up way up on a pillar someplace back in the Middle Ages. You know, there were monks that did that. They, 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 they had these poles. They'd get way up there, and they'd get alone, and they were getting holy. You know, they were getting closer to heaven and whatever. But... You know, no, no, God doesn't want us to retreat. He wants us to, he wants us to be transformed. To be like Jesus with skin on. That's what the world is looking for. Amen. The world is, is looking for people that represent God accurately. And uh, as he says in this, in this passage in Galatians 4.19... Until Christ, until Christ be formed in you. And um, a couple of other translations render it. Until Christ's nature is formed in you. Till his nature is formed in you. You know, we, we want to be like, I want to be like him. I don't, you know, I don't want to be like the old Jim. Right, and and uh, I want to be the new Jim, a reflection, a reflection of Jesus. You know, the, the, it's amazing that Jesus, Jesus was. Um, people were drawn to him because they felt safe in his presence. They they 
Jesus wasn't afraid to, to believe God, to do miraculous things. And people felt, wow, this is pretty amazing. You know, this was way beyond what they were used to. Way beyond the way that the world trains us to be. Just sit down, be quiet, you know, be religious, but don't get too excited about things. You know, don't be praying that your pastor comes back. In fact, we got one negative, uh, only one thing on, was, was it on YouTube? Someone says, well, you know, you just ought to let people go when it's time. <laughs> How's that make you feel? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, you were selfish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so go. For, but, but where does that, you know, what, where does that thinking come from? You know, where does that thinking come from? Brokenness. Their, from their brokenness and their sense of uh, hopelessness. And, you know, w- w- don't get out too far out there. You know, don't get your expectors out there. Until Christ is formed, or, and that word again is more full, until you become like Christ is. Until you become like Christ is. So I think that. Um, I always like to look at context uh, because when you look at context uh, and what I'm referring to here is the context from which the Apostle Paul shares this verse that we're looking at until Christ be formed in you. And the context, go back to Galatians chapter 4, the same chapter, in verse 4 and 5, where he says, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, verse 5, to redeem them that were under the law. Now here's the thing. That we might receive the adoption of sons. That we might receive the adoption of of sons. So the context of this whole passage where he's saying this is that, you know, God's been looking for mature sons and daughters. You know, he's not, he's not looking for uh, servants. Now, yes, we want to serve the Lord. That's appropriate. But he's not looking for groveling people who uh, are trying to appease, you know, God because he's angry. No, no, what, what, he's, what he's looking for is for duplications of Jesus. Mature sons and daughters who, who, who are like Jesus, you know. You look at Jesus when in, his, in his prayer times. Pam's been doing uh, studies on the names of God, and she mentioned the other day, I wish I had more uh, insights or we had more records of Jesus' personal prayer time with his Father. You know, we just have, we just, have a, just a few insights into that. But it's a wonderful thing where he, 
you know, he's talking to him like a loving father, where he has this relationship with him as, as father. He's not, he's not groveling. You know, he's not trying to, to, to appease God in his anger. He has a love relationship. He is secure in that relationship with the father. He, he just delights to be with him in his presence. And, you know, that's what God's wanting for us to, to come to in, in regard to our relationship. Um, 1 John 4.15 says this. It says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Now, man, I don't get much closer. How can you turn around and tell your neighbor, God's inside of you. Amen. Amen. He's, he's inside of you. That's amazing. And he's not just talking here. He's not talking about Jesus. He's talking about us as believers. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think we know what manner of people that we are, you know. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a powerful, powerful truth the Bible brings forth. And then in that same chapter, you know, John was the beloved disciple. John was the one that uh, he liked to lay his head on Jesus' breast. And, you know, he, was, he was, had this close, he's called the disciple of love. He really got it, you know. He just, and he just really enjoyed basking in that kind of a relationship with with God. And first um, John four seventeen says, Herein uh, herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. So, you know, Jesus is doing all right. Amen. He's righteous. He is, he's in the Father's presence. He is, he's whole. Praise God. As he is, so are we in this world. So what he's saying is, you know, n- none of us would doubt things are great in heaven. Jesus is fine in heaven. Everything is right with his relationship. I mean, he wouldn't be in heaven if, as, as, a, as, a, as a man if he was not in right relationship. But, but the scripture tells us that as he is in heaven, it's the same for us here in this earth. There's, there's no difference. As he is, so are we in this, in this earth. In this world, praise God. And uh, what he says here, uh, he says, Herein our love is made perfect. Our love is made perfect. So, uh, or love has been perfected. And literally, what it means is accomplish. It is consummated. It is finished. It's fulfilled. It's made perfect. Perfect. The Father's 
plan, his heart, his love. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He loved us that he was willing to sacrifice his son to bring us into that same relationship, that son relationship, that daughter, son-daughter relationship. And uh, John tells us here, our, our love is perfected, or our love is made perfect. Uh, or God's plan, his great plan, his great purpose was completed. It was made perfect. He's accomplished what he set out to do to bring us back into the family, to make us sons and daughters, for us to be able to, to, to say, Daddy, Daddy God, God's my Father. Amen. He's not, he's not an angry God shaking his fist. He is a Father that loves us. You know, the greatest motivation to change is love. You know, a lot of people are trying to change because they feel like if, if, I, if I will finally change, God will love me. And it's never going to work that way. You know, that's, that's like stretching a rubber band and, you know, you're putting all that tension on yourself. You're putting that pressure, that performance pressure on yourself. And as soon as you, as soon as you take that pressure off, you're going to go right back to the way you were. You know, when, when you get a revelation of God's love, uh, you know, and his, his committed love toward us, man, that, that is, I mean, why would you want to displease him? You know, why would you want to misrepresent him? And, and, and so, he, we're talking here about being fully formed. How many of you know we don't get there overnight? right? (laughs) And we're still in that process. We're still in that process of of maturing and change and and transformation, being metamorphosed, becoming more like Jesus. Praise God. I'm more now than I was yesterday, right? I'm more now than I was last year, Praise God. <laughs> Amen. That's just, so, you know, so don't, a lot of, you know, people want to beat up on themselves. And, you know, spiritual growth is not like, uh, you know, you've seen, you've seen these charts, you know, that, where it goes up like on a 45 degree angle. Spiritual growth doesn't happen that way. It's more like... <laughs> Like that, <laughs> you know, you kind of you kind of go, and then you go around. You know, we read about the children of Israel; they kind of went around circles a few times, you know, and uh, yeah. But uh, but you know, I mean, but that's helpful to see to see it that way because you know some people. You know, they get a, get a hold of this and, bless God, I'm just, you know, I got a hold of this and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to be the perfect guy and everything's going to change and, you know, I'm never going to be or I'll never do such and such or whatever. And then you find yourself, uh-oh, how did I get here? But God, you know, you keep coming back to the heart of the 
God. You come back to his love and his commitment and his dedication to us. And it touches your heart. And it's like, oh, yeah. And you go on and you're, you're, making, you're making. Love is being perfected in your life. Love is being perfected. And, and the message that gets us there is not, bless God, you better, you, know, you better just buckle down and get there. No. The message that gets us there is when we find out that's, that's the level of God's commitment. That's, the, that's God's commitment. I mean, if he loved us and sent Jesus, the scripture says, to die for us, how much more now... You know, that we've, that we've uh, cashed in on what he's done for us. How much more now will he freely give us all things? And that includes uh, his unwavering love. That includes his, his unwavering commitment toward us. To see this thing through. To see it through. So, love is being perfected. Love is being perfected. And... You know, it just, it just encourages me when I, you know, when I wake up and I realize, wait a minute, as he is, so am I. Glory to God, I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm whole. I'm a love being, praise God. I'm prospering. Amen. He's given his angels charge over me. Keep me in all my ways. Hallelujah. And, uh. So that, that's powerful. First, uh, 1 John 4, 16 says, yeah, we, we looked at that. Look what Jesus says in John 15 and verse number 15. John 15, 15. Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants. No longer do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. Isn't that something? I've called you friends. In other words, in other words, you're not on the outside. You've got you've got access. You've got inside information. I'm glad. I'm glad that that uh, that we can know what he's doing. I'm glad that Pam heard heaven's voice. Praise God. Doesn't make sense to the natural mind. Just drop everything. Drop dinner. Get out. Thank you. So we're not we're not servants. We're not servants. Now we want to serve the Lord, don't we? We wanna we wanna live for him. We wanna represent him well. Amen. <clears throat> because he calls us friends. For all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. You know, there's so much more that God, this such, um, such intimacy, so much more that he wants to show us. 
and, and teach us and guide us and direct us. Um, and so one of the things that we, that we said that God doing this process of reproducing Jesus in us, it starts with the new birth, uh, but then it continues that process of completion where Paul says he's fully formed in you. We need the word to, for that to happen. John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and verse, verse number 7. John chapter 15. Man, I love it. This is, this is my Bible. <laughs> I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. And here's what Jesus is saying here in John chapter 15 and verse 7. If you abide in me. How many of you are abiding in Christ? Amen. That's pretty good. If you abide in me. But then he says and my words abide in you. Isn't that something? I mean, I, I would say that's conditional, right? I have to go back here to, to English, but uh, that's a conditional statement, right? He says, if, if, number one, if you abide in me, that means you've got to be born again. You've got to become a new creation in Christ. You know, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Then he says, and, so to me, that's a, that's a conditional statement. And my words abide in you. And my words abide in you. Uh, you know, so, if we're going to be fully formed, fully developed, metamorphosed, be more like Jesus... We've got to do the, the second part of this. And my words abide in you. We've got to get the word on the inside of us. And we mention this. I do have it tonight. Go ahead. I'm going to do a drum roll. There it is. Every believer is in Christ. Every believer is in Christ. But Christ's words are not in every believer. Every believer is in Christ, but Christ's words are not in every believer. So that, that's, a critical, that's a critical part of us going through that transformation process. And you know, when you put the word on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit can then pull it out and uh, bring it to your remembrance. I remember uh, Tim Obadike, uh tells a story, and maybe you've heard it, but he talks about uh, he was driving down the road in Nigeria, and he was going quite fast. He had to get someplace. He was going to a conference or something, and he was speeding along. And he said, all of a sudden, uh, I heard these words. I thought you don't believe in accidents. <laughs> and he said, I don't. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. I have some water. <clears throat> I must have. <clears throat> I must have passed the book of Exodus as I was turning here and picked up a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he said, <clears throat> the Lord reminded him, you know, because he's meditating, you know, the Lord camps around the you know, godly and whatever, and God reminded him, well, you know, I thought you said you don't believe in accidents. Slow down. <laughs> so thank God he had... God's word on the inside of him. So the Holy Spirit could bring that to his remembrance when he needed it. It's like when Pam called Brother Paul. I'm glad he knows the word. Where is it? Psalm 115? I'll just turn there. I can quote it. Uh, well, I'm not going to spend time looking for it. I shall live and not die and tell the wonderful works of the Lord. Praise God. So, look with me in, in uh, Colossians. We're almost done. Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 16. Colossians chapter 3. And verse number 16. <clears throat> I think that's the biggest challenge that people have today. We all deal with it. It's distractions. It's distractions. There's so many, so many things that can uh, grab our attention take our focus off of, of what God has said. And, um, I mean, that's, it's a real challenge. We live in a fast-paced society. There's so many things. I mean, you've got internet, you've got television, you just got, you've got so many different things that are vying to uh, take our attention off of what God hath said. Uh, the scripture says in the Old Testament, I will keep him slash her in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me because he trusts in me. I will keep him in perfect peace. And it's, it's so easy to get, to, to lose that focus. Oh, look, a bird. <laughs> a squirrel or you know I mean there's just you know even you you get on and you're you're uh doing your bible lesson on the internet ads popping up by this or you know there's just so many so many things now I know I'm preaching to the choir you guys you know you're you're here on Wednesday evening but that but that is really the biggest 
challenge. God says, you know, if my words abide on the inside, you're going to ask what you will, and it's going to be done for you. And, and uh, so that's the process of, of spiritual maturity. You know, when you're raising your kids, I mean, they might have just wanted to eat uh, chocolate bars or whatever, but they got to eat some of the good stuff. Got to get some of the some of the the solid meat on the inside of them. Those that solid meat are God's promises to us. And we'll look at one last scripture. Ephesians four. Ephesians chapter four and verse thirteen. Verse 13 says, Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. And that word perfect doesn't mean uh, perfect in that, you know, I never make mistakes. It means mature. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Isn't that something? You know, the devil doesn't want you to get there. Amen. He's got, he's got schemes and plans uh, to keep you from getting there. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things, and that's what I want, to, I want to finish with that and focus on that. May grow up in all things unto him who is the head, even Christ. Another translation says, in every way or manner. In other words, spirit, God wants us to be fully formed and to grow. You know, we all have our favorite areas that we would like to focus on. But God wants us to develop in all areas. You know, I've met people that are real strong faith people. But, uh, of course, nobody here in, that I'm using has an example for this. But, you know, sometimes people, that ju- that's just the only thing that they focus on. Um, sometimes they need to work on their love walk. Right? Because he wants us to grow up in in every area, uh, you know, I've got to be not just a you know a strong faith person in regard to growing up and maturing in regard to my relationship with God, but I've got to I've got to be able to work with people, and and you know Jesus Jesus was uh, he was attractive to people. And so we've got to grow in our love walk. We've got to grow in our knowledge. We've got to grow in our fruitfulness, the fruit of the Spirit. I, you know, if I'm going to grow up in all things under Christ, I've got to be a better husband. When my wife tells me to slow down because <laughs> you're driving too fast, I, I can't I can't get angry at her. Right? I gotta grow up. 
I got to grow up in every area. That's what God wants to do uh, in, in every area of life. Praise God. So we're all, we're all in the process, aren't we? Praise God. In every area of life. Hallelujah. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you, God, that you did not uh, just save us and then say, you know, you're on your own. But Lord, you want to help us in every area of our life. God, you want to help us so that we experience the abundant life, the life that's rich and full and generous and and a life of giving and receiving. Father, we want to grow in our faith. Father, we want to do the works that Jesus did. Thank you, Father. You've called us to walk in his footsteps. And so, Lord, we thank you tonight for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that we've already prayed about tonight. We receive that spiritual enlightenment tonight. Thank you, Lord, for bringing things to our remembrance. Father, things that we've placed on the inside of us because we've taken that time to sow the word and then, Lord, you bring it out. And, Lord, you help us to to grow and to become not children, but sons and daughters, mature in our walk. Father, we pray for our church, for our church family. We pray for our congregation, Father. We pray for our community. We pray for our, for our, our, our leadership in our nation, Father. We pray for our country. We speak peace over our country in the name of Jesus. And we, we come against every work of darkness that would try to bring confusion In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father, that we get to represent you. We get, Father, to be your hands and your feet and your voice. And so, Father, we we pray for our leaders, all of our leaders from our president all the way down from to the Senate and the Congress. Father, we pray for a great move of your spirit, Father, that hearts and lives will be changed in the name of Jesus. We pray for homes and families in Jesus' name. Father, help us to stay focused on the things that are vital and important. And Father, to keep our minds fixed on you, Father, and therefore will bear much fruit. We give you praise tonight. We honor you tonight, Father. And I speak life over every person here in Jesus' name, Father. Is there anyone here tonight that you have a a physical need in your body? Physical need of any type? Tim? Okay. All right. Uh, Could we have some... Folks, go lay hands on these brothers tonight because you know the Bible. If you're sitting around them, I want you just to lay hands on these guys. And we're going to pray for them tonight. The Bible says they, they, doesn't just say pastors. It says they. 
people. That's what, you know, being fully formed into Christ means that they, we do what Jesus did. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so tonight in Jesus' name, Lord, according to your word, in line with your word, we lay hands tonight on these and we speak life over their bodies in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. And Lord, thank you for the anointing of heaven that flows into their bodies, driving out sickness and disease. In Jesus' name, we say no, no, no. In the name of Jesus. And we say yes to God, yes to healing, yes to wholeness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands toward heaven and say, thank you, Lord. I receive, I receive in my life from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet in every area of my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm developing completeness and wholeness in every realm. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at www.ecfchurch.org, where you may sign up to receive our monthly Faith Communications newsletter. Again, thanks for joining us today, and always remember 2 Corinthians 5-7 that declares, For we walk by faith, not by sight.